0: I am glad to Dracula Tipish, and I do not get many visitors. Hey, everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good- Morning! Morning! We're in the same room again. We're in the same room, the construction site is quiet, and we are ready to record a podcast. Life is abrasive and unwilling to accommodate every need that we have, but you know what it is? Existing. And there is a slight beeping from a reversing truck that I hope will not get picked up, and if it does, we're fucked. We're completely screwed. The podcast is over. A historic day here on JoJo's World, Nick, as in our Castlevania uh, pod of the night, a miniseries, <laughs> we are uh, surpassing the content we have seen and venturing into new unknown lands. This could be the most interesting time for the podcast since now neither of us know what's coming. We don't know what's ahead and frankly we don't want to know. Don't tell us. I don't, don't know us. what's behind, I've completely forgotten already. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick... Uh, There is a little man called Dracula, and he's dead now, and we all need to reckon with that and figure out what the world holds in his absence. Oh. Wait, is he some kind of, like, rich, famous billionaire? Yeah, so Dracula is what you'd call a sort of Batman. And (laughs) by the night, he ravages the sinners of certain cities (laughs) with his sick martial arts moves. Are you... Liam, are you trying to tell me that Dracula is Batman, but... I feel like that was very obvious, yes. Okay, but that's... If you're telling me he's the Batman, that would imply that he's not okay with murder, right? Sure, but Dracula... he much prefers to turn people into his undead thralls. No, that's the Forge Masters. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we are wrapping up Season 2 of Castlevania and commencing the Season 3 of Castlevania. Every time we start the thing with, this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion show where we don't do that yeah. for a while. That's funny to me, that's why yeah. I keep doing it. <laughs> It's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, Nick. Yeah? Season two of Castlevania ends with the episode End Times, which is an ironic name because since season three was announced and released, the times do in fact continue. (laughs) There is no end to these times. Yes. Oh God, what are you saying? (laughs) Do you ever feel like we're living in the end times? No. I saw, uh, and I tweeted about this to minimal response yesterday, but I saw a uh, Twitter announcement saying that the fairy tale RPG has been delayed around the world until the end of July. And I momentarily misread that as the fairy tale RPG has been delayed to the end of the world around July. And were you just sitting there going, good the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I do enjoy that literally every single thing on the planet has been delayed in some way, but at the same time, we're all being told by like the government here in Australia, it's like, you know, we're going to reopen, everything's going to be great, we're going to get public gatherings back. Well, to be frank, we're faring a lot better than the US and the UK, where yeah. most of our listeners reside, so our thoughts are with you. Yeah, no, it's a bit fucked. <laughs> it's a bit cooked. Yeah, no, WA did very well in being like, No, fuck off. We're shutting the borders. Well, of course, as Tim Winton would say through his uh, sort of self-parodic, self-insert character in Cloud Street, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Perth is the most isolated small town in the world pretending to be a capital city. Um. And in many ways, we're lucky because of that. In the... Hashtag these uncertain times. So now we're watching the final episode of, uh, Castlevania Season 2, These Uncertain Times. <laughs> <laughs> so, These Uncertain Times. Nick, do we have any Patreons? Alas, not yet. Uh, but next month, whole boy, people for some reason have been pledging they're gonna give us money. Thank you. Which I'm like, bro, you don't need to, it's COVID. No, we do. Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> Nick, I'm, I'm in the hole to Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you give him? <laughs> Your your hands immediately turn into a pyramid of like. St- steepled what my hands, Mister Burn style. But then I immediately mentally pivoted to I don't want to continue this riff. God damn <laughs> See, the it! The thing coward. is, I know the principles of improv, but part of this podcast and our fun dynamic is me bullying you and just refusing to engage with them. <laughs> so let me get this right. Good improv. Yes, Nick. What a good little thing. Our show. Fuck off, Nick. Castlevania. Changing the subject. (laughs) Castlevania. End times. The dead are buried. Friends and enemies are scattered. And hard choices are made. No, they're fucking not. I would say they are. What hard choices existed in this last episode? I would say that uh, Isaac made a hard choice. In what way? Well, we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, Uh, Arguing Alucard made a hard choice. You don't, what? And I would say Trevor made a hard choice. Trevor, okay. Trevor bequeathed his family's his history. fortune. Yeah, but he was never really attached to it, was he? He grew up there. For all of what? How 10, old- 12 years? Well, yeah, but didn't he say... That's all the, like- that's all he had of a childhood, Nick, and he yeah. g- he just gave it away. Alucard had more of a childhood. Yeah. Alucard... So, I was I was thinking yesterday, they talk about how Alucard grew up... Um, Literally, physically, very Super, quickly. super fast. Mm. And, like, what if he was only, like, one year old? <laughs> <laughs> He just he just began and then stopped growing. I wasn't born yesterday, Father, but I was was born one year ago yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My son, you were born, but two weeks ago, and now look at you, you're a, a man. A, you're a brimming old man, and then just they, like they me. Have his bar mitzvah. <laughs> wow. There's no commentary in that. No, there's nothing that we can up there. It's just like. What if he's only a year old? We don't know. We just don't know how old Alucard is. Frankly, um, I didn't get the impression that he and Lisa spent, that Dracula and Lisa spent that much time together. I mean, maybe they did. She didn't age visibly at all between when we saw her meet Dracula and when we saw her die. To be fair, Liam, since we met, have I aged dramatically? Oh, terribly. Oh, fuck. And I have too. I'm greying now. I'm a silver fox. No, you haven't aged that badly. Like a crow's feet. <laughs> 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 well, just waiting for it. Just waiting for uh, it. Yeah, I'm Malthus, aka Crow Demon, aka goofy-looking Birdman with a trowel. Happy boy. You remember? You remember Malthus? Wait, trowel? Yeah, he, we, Nick. We talked about this as extensively. Extensively. Oh the, yeah, last the working-class guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay move. <laughs> what did you think of uh, this episode, Nick? Well, let me get my notes out, Liam, because I took notes as well for this episode because we watched it separately. And I'm padding for time as I quickly. We really don't need a pad for time. It's gonna be a long episode. You can just silently take your phone out. No, my thing was Alucard is walking. He's sad. That's I re- literally. I really don't want you to read out all of your notes. Oh no. No, don't worry, I won't. But just that bit of Alucard is walking. He's sad. That's all I remember. That really from the sums first part. up his role in both of these episodes. <laughs> so he's just walking around like the castle, I think. Yeah, he's walking through the sort of ruined rooms of the castle, if I recall correctly. Mm. And good album name: The Ruined, ruined rooms. rooms. Good band name. Good. Very good band name. Okay, we're the uh, Ruined Rooms. No, and not this, the, just Ruined Rooms. This, it, we're Ruined Rooms, and this is the uh, first single off our first album, End Times. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, beautiful establishing shots uh, in both these episodes of the... Uh, the juxtaposition of the below ground belmont hold covered by the ruins of their family estate and the huge towering dracula fortress that now lives next to it and yet somehow is almost always in the shadows anyway so alicard is walking through he's sad he sees the um the test tubes of his mother in the uh, castle castle <laughs> in the lab room the very same test tubes he was born from perhaps <laughs> Is it the only way that a vampire and a human could intermingle? Who he's, knows? Look, he's looking at the test tubes and he's like, Ah, engines of the devil for physic. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all like, sigh, as he walks along, starts passing For some, some reason, rooms. For some reason there is a vampire skeleton there. Yeah, because some vampires died. Skeleton already? Yes. Is that how that works? I don't know, but yes the big uh, mirror room and he's like we sure ruined this house and there's a um there's a uh, Dracula skeleton what's a no it's not <laughs> he, oh. he got burnt to oh. ash by cipher and then exploded into skull smoke true he was um, very much burnt what's what's the room where you look at the stars? the observatory yeah there's an observatory with like a big um, solar system model mm-hmm. that's pretty cool i like that quite rad there's i think there's still the d20 there but it's fucked mm-hmm. cypher's like wow look at all these engines like the ones we saw under gregert my people heard of these things and the true science of them all but we never really truly held on to the knowledge that's why we're in a medieval society gotcha i need beer mm-hmm. pretty much trevor. that's pretty much how every conversation goes with trevor <laughs> Uh, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's sunlight now. Birds are returning to Dracula's castle. We are the virus." <laughs> <laughs> oh no. What do you think Alucard is going to do now? Alucard's at the top of the stairs. He's with. We- I really like Alucard's sort of like 14th century peasant or pirate marauder outfit where he's just wearing his like loose linen shirt and his tight black leather pants. He, see, know- he knows what he's about. See, when I first saw this, I thought he was shirtless. And then he's just, it's like, what's Alucard going to do? And then he's standing at the top mm. where that balcony is. And he's just like, I think I know what the fuck I'm what going to be doing. That, shirtless. That, he'd be like Iggy Pop. Yes. Because sort of, he's got that long, bl- am I thinking of the right? person I think you are yeah Yeah. the long blonde hair shirtless tight leather pants yep yep <laughs> yeah so he'd just be standing there shirtless being like I think I know what I'm going to do here starts walking down why aren't you wearing a shirt you just murdered your father I'm gonna move back into my parents house oh god too real I thought I would go back to Gresham and have another nap when we finished, and keep being the sleeping soldier. But now I think I'm gonna live here and look after the um Dracula, Dracula's accumulated knowledge of ages, the oh libraries, no. the experiments. Oh. This shall be my tomb. And Trevor's like, Nah, ah, take the Belmont hold too. The accumulated knowledge of your mother's people. It shan't be your tomb. It shall be your slightly larger tomb. Don't you get it? Duality. It's you and you at the same time, thus reflecting the. Co- Old and warm existence of your life. Oh, good, good, uh, good digression in that conversation where she's like, you can't move the castle anymore. Cypher broke it. No, I did not. Alucard's like, yeah, you did. You melted it. God, Cypher, you ruined it. No one knows how to fix that. And literally for a while they just go, so we both agreed that she broke it. It's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Anyway, I will live here now. I am Alucard. And that's the end of my role in season two. <laughs> right? No, he has another scene later. Oh yeah. yeah. I have it right here in my notes. You're right on. here. Meanwhile, Isaac is in the desert. He's found some cool desert robes. <gasps> he is drinking the water. In the desert? A, a, a special oasis. Yeah, Dracula was quite nice to put him next to an oasis. Or how long has it been, though? You know? Days. Long enough for him to find those robes, certainly. Mm. So like a a week? Maybe less. Probably like a day. Yeah. So So, then a bunch of marauders. A bunch of marauding assholes. I want to just point out that these guys are basically bystanders in a sense. Thus continuing the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure all bystanders are assholes theme. True, true. These guys are just terrible. They really are. They literally say, well, 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 what do we have here? The thing that really like stereotypical 2D villains in fiction, say. Well, they need to act very fast to be like, you don't want these guys to stay alive. I really like the look uh, that the lead Bandito has. Oh, he reminds me of Gaston, but shittier. He does have kind of Gaston energy. The subtitles tell me his name is Scars, but he goes unnamed in the show. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Okay. I wonder why they added in that. Probably just what he was called in the script. But what if there's a Scars in Castlevania the game? Do you want me to look it up? No. Leave it a mystery. Leave it a little sexy mystery for us to (laughs) solve. (laughs) Oh, look at it. I'm a racist. Look at it drinking the water. Look at it. I want its bones for my potions. There's enough water for all. Well, I don't care about all. I want all the water. For me. Scars. You know, that famous Castlevania character. (laughs) Don't you remember me? Scars? Isaac's like, I don't. It's me. Scars. Well, we want all the water. And also, we want to take you to the next town and sell you. Or maybe eat you on the way. We haven't decided yet. Why would they eat people? No, they're just threatening him. Uh, They say it. Yeah, but would they? Are they cannibals? We don't know. We just don't know enough about scars. You know, any of us could be a cannibal. Isaac's like, oh, you fucking... Just every day with these fucking guys. (laughs) He gets up slowly, he's like, you know, I thought people were actually pretty okay. but what do He I really see- didn't. But the first time I leave Dracula's castle, and what do I run into? Assholes, racists, you just, why would you refer to me as it? You Only know? my friends and I here matter. You are simply meat. Well, maybe it's better that way. Anyway, gonna kill you all now. So, the music in this section is literally just a bunch of, like, him murdering everyone. Yep. And then the occasional, like, Duh. This is, again, that sort of, like, casual brutality that Isaac surprisingly excels in. Hmm. Where he he's, knows what he's about. He's just, he's quick, he's methodical, he's deadly accurate. He's that logical mastermind that will get the job fucking yeah. done. He doesn't break, his, doesn't break a sweat, doesn't betray any emotion. He just leaps on Scars' horse, stabs him real good, stabs another guy, puts his thumb in his eye, uses his nail thong to rip off a guy's face. His nail thong. Nick, we talked about the definition of the word thong in a previous episode. I refuse to rehash it. Oh, I looked it up afterwards. And it turns out you were right. (laughs) You looked it up during the episode, Nick. Yeah, but I didn't admit in the episode. No, you did. Well, I rescind it and now I say it again. You were right. There's a guy there with a copesh. Oh, you looked it up. No. Because you play Dark Souls and Bloodborne a lot. No. No. I don't think they are in Dark Souls and Bloodborne that I know of. They are. They are, however, in Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, I see. And also um, Game of Thrones. (laughs) Why do you say it so weirdly? I like it. It's funny. (laughs) funny to me so he, he t- tears off a guy's face tears off all the flesh in a guy's arm kills them all I mean he, he just he just kills them. them all yeah Um. there's a bit where another guy he like basically thongs his throat and mm-hmm. then he goes to another guy who's been a little bit wounded by the dagger he's like trying struggling to get back up mm-hmm. and then Isaac just goes over stabs him in the heart and then he looks he doesn't even look behind him but he notices that the guy behind him has gotten back up he's just like clenching his throat being like I'm gonna get him and then he just falls over yeah and it dead. was futile it's night time he's eating he's eating meat. Uh, Nick, three options here as I see it. Yep. He's eating one of those guys. Yep, which I thought he was but uh, He's eating one of their horses mm-hmm. or he's eating the provisions they were carrying. What do you think? I mean... Bow, 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 it's a, bow, bow, I mean... it's... It's, bow, bow, it's a hard... Bow, bow, it's hard. Bow, bow, I can't... Not with this music going... This is... Oh god! Um. So, I think he was eating the horse for some reason (laughs) yeah that tracks like I don't think he ate the rations because he probably wouldn't trust them what if they were laced with poison it's really not important I just wanted to think about that for a sec I simply do not have time to deal with shit like you every time I want to sit and take a drink. Uh. And I am a forge master. Maybe I should devil forge and make an army. And then he turns Big Scars Guy into a Big Scars Demon. And he's like, did I ever tell you how I got these scars? (laughs) Hey, why is your name Scars anyway? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not because I got into a bunch of fights and got all these Scars. It's because of my latest band. Yeah, it's because of my latest band. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh yeah, tell me more. The Cherry Pop and Daddies. Oh yeah. Uh, the Aquabats. Da, 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 da. Those da. are all the scar bands I can name. What's that one that's like been going for 20 plus years and they're still going? The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Is it them? It could be. No. Oh. No, they have a different name. The only thing that differentiates bands these days I like this shot It's like the desert vista And then every now and then there are these huge red columns of light Shooting up Mm. into the uh, air Of devil forging And then it's daytime And he's riding the horse And three of his new goblin friends are riding other horses But the big scars goblin Is being pulled along with a rope around his neck And he's just like Come on just for the sheer demeaningness of it, I suppose. Mm. Isaac gets some kind of sick pleasure out of it, which I think we all do on some level. But you feel really bad when you see his face. And he's yeah. like, oh. And he's just like, such a sad goblin man. So sad. I've been left with just enough of my free will to know that this sucks. <laughs> I can move my legs. My, I wouldn't put that past Isaac. I mean, shit, man, probably. I mean, Hector did sort of take care of his. So maybe Isaac's are all like, trapped to his will, and he's like, nah, man. Well, we know that creatures created by a devil forge master are ultimately loyal only to that forge master. Hmm. Which maybe Hector will make use of to hatch a cunning escape. Whoa, whoa, spoiler alert. We'll get but to that. Maybe. Uh, meanwhile, Cypher and Trevor are like, this has been good. We are in love now Ugh. because we. it's never really... It wasn't really... Given due character development, but we must be now. (laughs) Yeah, it has been good for us both to learn to grow beyond what we were before. I am not an alcoholic anymore. I've been cured of that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying Cipher is not an alcoholic anymore? Trevor. Oh, Trevor. The the one who's an alcoholic. You didn't change voices, and I went. Hang on a second. I wasn't really doing a voice for either of them. (laughs) I just wasn't trying. Hello, I'm Trevor Belmont. I'm Cipher Belnades. I like the bit where Cipher just recaps the whole show. I was in a living death beneath Greshit. Then we fought demons in Greshit. Then we fought a raiding force near Argesh. Then we went to a big library and then we killed Dracula. Yeah, that's, that's five sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep doing it. We know that there are still Dracula's armies at Braila and we know there are night hordes still out and about. Mm-hmm. We should be monster hunters like Hansel and Gretel in the movie. Hansel and Gretel, monster hunters. Or the Brothers Grimm in the movie, The Brothers Grimm, Monster Hunters. Is this some offshoot of the Dark Universe No, this is not related to the Dark Universe? These are all deeply pre-Dark Universe. Oh, but well, I want the Dark Universe. <laughs> and also the church. We both know how corrupt and twisted organized religion is. It's true. If there's one thing that we know from the next episode, it's that organized religion is still pretty twisted and corrupted. Well, we'll get to that because that seems to be a whole beast of its oh, own. entirely. Like me. And then they sit and they watch the sunset and it's beautiful and romantic. Oh, fuck off. My least favourite part of this episode, easily, is just being like, you're not an alcoholic anymore. Yeah, and? And maybe we should go out and do things together. Oh, but you could go do it on your own. No, we should do things together. Yeah, but uh, you're, you're really OP. You have magic. No, let Trevor, look at me, right? You and me, together. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me, let me paint you a picture, all right? This is the fault... <laughs> This, this. look, let me paint you a picture of where we're going to go, right? This, right? If if I Nick show is you is drawing a circle with his hand. No, it's not a circle. Okay. It's, right, this... Oh, it's half a heart. Uh-huh. And th- this is Gragit here, mm-hmm. but we're going to go this way. And it's the other half of the heart. And you are right here, and I'm here, and this is the arrow that connects us. Uh, Cypher uses her magic to carve their names in a tree. <laughs> you could be my handsome sidekick, or mascot. Imagine that. And Trevor's all like... What people would think you are my deformed pet bear and throw you food. That's funny. She's negging him. <laughs> that's that's great. Wow, amazing. <laughs> anyway, they've both they both come to the abrupt realization that they are in love and also that adventuring is good for both of their unique psychological states. Yeah. I don't know if this is a healthy relationship. <laughs> Codependent. I'm just, I'm just thinking of everything that's happening now, and then everything that's happening in the next episode. Well, certainly, um, they are mixing business and relationships, Ooh. so they're going to have to get Alucard in as the HR rep to yeah. do some mediation here. Yeah, no. If there's one thing I remember from. Every single episode of The Office, it's if you do that, you're in deep shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Brayla, the sun is setting, and Hector is drawing in the dirt with a stick, much like how Alucard was once drawing in the dirt with a stick. Mm, but Hector the Hector is not resolving his inner character conflict. He's just waiting for the sun to set so the vampire, who's who is. Informally and soon formally enslaved him (laughs) to emerge. (laughs) She's all like, hey, is the sun down? And Hector's all like, eh, soon, pretty much. And then she comes out. She's just like, the shadows are deep enough that she can be be becloaked outdoors. Mm. We don't really know what the daylight vampire rules are in this show. Well, Dracula's never seen in daylight. Vampires aren't really ever seen in daylight, but I guess. We don't know if they immediately die if they're exposed or if it's just like an owl. Or if it's a, their powers are restricted. Yeah. And so they are vulnerable. Hmm. We don't know if they're Vampire Hunter D vampires or if they're like ye old school. Well, we know Alucard is Vampire Hunter D. (laughs) It's true. He really is. He's got the sword. He's got the hand. The townsfolk have have just started uh, returning to the farthest houses. Oh, so they're barricading their homes and sharpening their stakes. There's a lot of talking that happens here that leads absolutely fucking nowhere. Hector's like, I might make a fire. Oh, stupid Hector. I can't feel the heat. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Carmen. <laughs> really insightful and helpful. But I need a fire. And then she just starts punching him in the face and laughing. Well, no, doesn't he get, um, you know, chained yep. first? Oh yeah, out of the darkness emerge one of the silent Carmilla knights who puts a chain and she's like, spoilers, I'm enslaving you. <laughs> and Hector's all like, what? Why? Why are you enslaving me? This is the culmination of the long process of manipulation that I engaged in over the course of this season. <laughs> but but what use do you have of me, a forge master who created the entire army for Dracula to kill every human on the planet? Oh. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm Hector. Sweet, innocent Hector. And then, yes, as I as I alluded to uh, in the previous episode, we begin to see just sort of the true brutality of Carmilla's nature, uh, with all of the um, the coy manipulation stripped away, as she is just just punching him in the face and laughing. Yeah, <laughs> getting covered in his blood. I don't know if it's like a release for her, or if she's just like know your place, or if it's just this is, so how it she's, is. she's got a lot of tension. She's had a hard couple of days. Yeah. It's just not great. It goes on for a long time as well. Like a long time of just her punching Hector brutally. Mm. And then eventually... She like licks the blood off her hands. Yeah. And then eventually like sits him up and is like, you're my pet now. My pet Forge Master. And then we see, it's probably interspersed later in the show, but it doesn't matter. um, The two shots that are are like deliberate, absolute mirrors of Hector and Isaac's uh, current situations Mm. where Hector is riding a horse trailing a, a guy behind him by the throat mm-hmm. and Hector is being trailed behind Camilla's horse with a chain around his throat. Ah. Uh, oh. Symbolism. Yeah. Very like Undergraduate level symbolism. Yeah, and Isaac's traveling through the day. Carmilla's traveling through the night. Oh. Hector has grey hair. Isaac has no hair. Isaac has power. Hector has no power. Beyond the power of a devil or forge master. Or oh. as we know, creatures created by them are ultimately loyal only to the forge master. Oh. What could it mean? I don't know. We'll find and out. So then uh, we get some nice little wrap up. With ye old... The protagonists. <laughs> with the actual protagonists of the show. I like the bit where Trevor waves goodbye and Alucard gives him the finger oh, and then they so take good. off on their carriage and he still waves goodbye more. So good. They're friends now. Yeah. So then Alucard's <laughs> alone and he's all like, oh well, just walks away. Mm-hmm. Trevor and Cypher all like, We're in love now, right? We're in love now. Bernades and Belmont. Monster hunters. I shall tell the story and that shall be the title. And I get first billing for I am Cypher and I do all the good work. And Trevor's all like, I don't get first billing. And then Alucard is alone in his big house and he sees the phantasm of the memory of Dracula walking down the stairs. And it's like, ah, father, I remember you. And now it is my castle. Uh, He's all like, is this how it felt when you first moved in here all empty and shit? So big, so empty. I've got to pick up this big throne and sit in the study, much like how you used to sit in the study. And then I I have a memory of young me uh, bursting into Dracula's study and then mum pulling me away. Much like how that newscaster um, was talking on... Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a remote conference, and his kids burst in, and, and the, the mum, mum had to just snatch them. Bad. Yeah. Oh, so good. Alucard is having a um. Sorry, uh, Dracula is having a conference in his magic mirror, and Alucard bursts in. I just love like it could have gone so many different ways, but the mum literally like dive tackled the child. Yeah. Oh. And then Alucard is just alone in his big study, crying a lot. So it's actually really sad. Yeah. Like it's actually it hit pretty fucking hard when it's like. Alucard's just there he's looking at stuff and then he's like and there was a period where that might have just been the end of the show and then he just breaks down crying because I don't remember what the renewal timeline was for I, this I think they were like we'll get to it if it's successful and then it was and then it was okay successful and they were like cool we'll get to it one day and that is the end of Castlevania season 2 Nick any final thoughts on that? I really enjoy the final scene yeah like the final scene is like slow burn enough oh, for you now Nick no <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that final scene is like goddamn near perfection in terms of like an ending because it's just like, you think, oh, Trevor and Cypher are happy. Everyone's doing okay. Isaac's over there. You know, sweet, innocent Hector's been enslaved. But whatever, you know. Alucard's got a whole castle. He's got a lot yeah. of emotions to unpack. Yeah, and then it's just... He breaks down crying. Both like, his parents oh. are dead. He is a sort of... um, He's a vampire. So he's a sort of... How would you say this... Uh, Subhuman? Uh, Bat-man? Oh, I get you. I get you. <laughs> he can... Like many other forms of vampires, turn into mist. uh, That iconic scene, that iconic scene where, when the where the church are ransacking Lisa's workshop, Mm. and the bishop snatches her rope of pearls that falls to the ground (laughs) in slow motion. Can't believe we brought it all back. (laughs) Uh, I like that season. I feel like given that it was released on a binge Netflix model I don't mind the slow pace of it a bit mm. harder to deal with on the week to week packs of the podcast but I mean we are doing two episodes a week we, we did pick it up we picked it up for a reason yeah. and half of that reason was it's a bit of a slow pace but the mm. other half was we want to watch more things in the off season <laughs> and we will What's next after Castlevania, you ask? Well, per our Patreon bracket, it is uh, the well, King it's... of Fighters <laughs> Steam Animated Series. The seriously stupid, incredibly dumb-looking... what What's his name? Uh, not... Terry Bogart. Yeah, Terry Bogart, mixed with Kyo, mixed with... Geese Howard. Geese Howard. This entire anime, but it's all CG and it looks so dumb. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty bad we going to have to pay for it. Are we? I thought it was free. <laughs> is it free? I hope it's free. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> what have we done? But first, we'll probably do an episode of the JoJo OVA for a palate pl- cleanser. I mean, we have to, right? We gotta. Yeah. So th- this is that old OVA, right? Yeah. Yeah. That we got sent DVD copies of. Yes. But before that, Liam. Castlevania. Castlevania. Season 3. What is that? Battlefield 1942. Okay. Season 3 takes place in 1942. It's World War II and Dracula's castle has returned. Alucard is on the front lines. Can you imagine? Yes, I can imagine. It would be fucking amazing. Anyway. Season 3, Episode 1. Bless your dead little hearts. A line said by Carmilla in this episode. Now, give me the stupid Netflix. Uh, synopsis. Synopsis. That literally every time. Okay, here's the other thing. There were no hard choices made that episode, Liam. I feel like, you know, I don't want to rehash that whole conversation, but I feel like it's a bit of an exaggeration, but not entirely untrue to say no, that hard choices were made. Disagree. Okay, but let's see how they fare and see. Did they learn their lesson after our hard commentary? <laughs> yeah, we we sure <laughs> stuck it to them a year after <laughs> the fact. Here we go. Alicar. Wait, year. Who cares Time is a social construct By (laughs) western (laughs) capitalism (laughs) Jesus Christ Liam You've gone off the deep end (laughs) Alucard adjusts to his lonely new life Belmont and Cypher Okay (laughs) Pay a visit to an eerie and unusual town Uh And Carmilla returns home with a prize They did improve They did it You know what Props to the guy who's been writing them. Maybe he got some, like... Maybe he got sacked. Yeah, maybe he got sacked and they were like, you know what, we just can't trust you with writing these things anymore, you know? They're just too dramatic and enticing, (laughs) you know? We need something that's a little less engaging, you know? We want them to watch the episode, not get afraid of it. So there's a lot going on in this episode. I like how this episode, in many ways, is um, a sort of structural mirror to the previous episode. A structural mirror. Now, I might be reaching to a certain degree here and just look observing that they both have the structure of, of ensemble piece TV shows. Yes. But I like how we are just flitting around the planet and seeing the current situations a month on from hmm. the characters that we've just did that in Season 2, Episode 10 with. Yeah, it's a bit like, oh, we just had to deal with this thing. Yeah. Now, let's see how they're faring now. So, Except you know, we close on that shot of... Alucard crying in the study, mm. and then we open on the shot of Alucard in his sol- solitary life, foraging for food. Uh, I thought it was a raccoon on screen; it was a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, Nick <laughs> failed his nature check. I uh, did real poorly. Mm-hmm. He catches a, a fish, a single fish, a single fish in the in the in the <laughs> pond. That's no other very fish still. there. He catches it. He hits it over the back of the head, as you do with the fish. To oh, chuck no. it out. A, a swift karate chop and yep. it's dead. He uses his vampire karate, <laughs> taught to him by the great Vlad Tepes. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on back home. Cooks that. He picks two berries off the five berry bush. We see a lot of shots of the Belmont hold, uh, draped in sunlight and the castle draped in not sunlight. Also sunlight. Also but, but sunlight. Huge and backlit and imposing. yeah. yeah. And it's all like, oh, it's still there. I like how in the shots we see of the the hall and the other rooms, he hasn't cleaned up that much in the month. I mean, the only place that was cleaned up at all was the kitchen. Like, that was it. (laughs) And even that's still not great. He digs through the wine cellar. Okay, so... Just dig. throwing away broken yeah. bottles. Just throwing them on the ground. He's just going to have to oh. clean it up later, Alucard. La God, he's so bad at this. <laughs> he's not used to human cleanliness, you know? Well, he's like a, um, a teenager with a messy room. Mm, he is. Wow, he's probably a teenager. Uh, he shouldn't be drinking that wine. Oh, no. Good to know that he eats human food. Yeah, I was wondering if he actually has to eat or if he does it for pleasure. Because, like, if he's a vampire, vampires don't have to eat, right? But they have to drink. Yeah. Well, they don't have to, but it means they just get real weak, right? Yeah, that's, a, that's our assumption. Yeah. So I was thinking, if he's half human, does he have to eat? I'm clear. And does he yeah. have to drink? Either way, still cool. <laughs> still carte. I mean, maybe he feels like he has to drink. And then he makes... <laughs> oh, he makes. He, he ma- like Trevor. Oh, boy. <laughs> he makes his delicious fish stew, or whatever it was, roast fish oh man and then he is sitting and he's eating and then he's looking at his dolls that he's built in crude crude depictions of Trevor and Cypher's likenesses being like hello I'm Trevor I suck all the time and I drink and then I fuck animals with my tiny dick I hate everything and everyone and everyone needs to feel my hate and I am Cypher and I know all the big words and I'm smart and I am always right here I'm very happy because I know a lot of words for happy and then he's like oh god I'm losing my mind it's only been a month (laughs) Has it actually only been a month, though? So he tells us. Well, he says, like, it's only been a month He's our barometer for time. Yeah, he says it's only been a month, I think. It's been a thousand years. (laughs) It's been one week. Since you looked at me. Cypher and Trevor Belmont, you see. What's the rest of the words of that song? I literally don't know any other words of that song. What do you mean? It's a meme now. Yeah, but only the opening line is a meme. That's true, it is. Yep. Trevor and Cipher are riding their wagon through the woods. Trevor's got a cool new outfit. It's black yeah. and red. Cipher is still just wearing her speaker robes. Yeah, but they're now they're cool. Now they're like cool speaker robes. They're like yeah, she's got sort of speaker, but one exposed arm. Yeah, and she's got her cool Dracula claw scars there. Yeah, yeah. it's like she's she's hardened up, you know. Oh. Trevor's broken, but she's like yeah. I'm Cypher-Belnardis. I I don't think he's broken. I think he's better than he's ever been. Yeah, but he's like, as we'll see, still basically a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) Like, really? Do you think we'll make the next town before nightfall? Maybe. Maybe not. Depends how long killing these monsters take. Shh, do you hear them? Oh, look, monsters. Oh, that's convenient for the first episode of Castlevania to have monsters in it that are coming by our wagon right now. And they talk and they expose it and let us know that they're sleeping together. Oh. And then the Ooh. monsters are here and we see like glistening eyes in the, in the mist. Like red, four-eyed, red-skinned horned demon, green-skinned fish man. And Cypher's like, oh no, really hamming it up. Night creatures, whatever shall I do here out in the woods, alone, with only my stupid companion? He's brain-dead and a moron. I am certainly doomed. Wait for them to get closer, wait for them to get closer. Trevor's just there being like, oh Jesus fucking Christ. And then, who comes out of the side woods? Why our old friends, Minotaur and a (gasps) Werewolf, we just previously this is a different looking minotaur but still undeniably a minotaur and this time i'm pretty sure there wasn't actually a werewolf last time but this time there is there's definitely a werewolf last time and they're, they're here and the werewolf looks a bit funky he's got horns and spines but he's undeniably a werewolf so these guys are way more colorful than uh like previous creatures slogra was green i guess <laughs> you remember slogra I mean, it was vaguely green, yes. And it was nighttime. Mm, it was nighttime, that is true. So we should crack open the family bestiary and talk about these two new creatures. <gasps> Why, tell me about this mysterious merman and strange looking horn dude. So we've had to do a bit of guessing, but uh, I'm going to guess that the, um, the fish man is a merman mm-hmm. because he's an aquatic looking monster, uh, sort of creature from the Black Lagoon inspired, I'd say. Ah. Sort of, um, Poseidon, you know? He's giving them the Poseidon. (laughs) The merman and fishman are recurrent enemies in the Castlevania series. They are aquatic monsters that live close to the shore and hunt prey near the water. Ooh. Based on the Gillman, the main antagonist from the preacher, Creature of the Black the Preacher of the Black Lagoon. Now you listen here, boys. Ha! I'm the Preacher from the Black Lagoon. I'm here to. What does he even do in that movie? What the Creature of the Black Lagoon? Yeah. He goes around I'm and here. Terrifies I'm people. here to terrorize the beachgoers with the word of the Lord. Now listen here. The Lord laid down the water. Good God, he's out of. Control. Have you heard the good word of the Dark Lord who slumbers beneath the waves? There's just a guy named Trevor underneath the waves. Like, why Trevor? It's uh, uh, the first thing that came to my mind. Why that? Why on your mind? Because Trevor Belmont. Oh, <laughs> I get it, meant Trevor, my dad. <laughs> so hang on, let me get this right. Of the context clues that we've had so far, of you really mind, don't need to unpack my joke, Nick. It's. But I'm just thinking, if you just made that little connection, you're like, wait, but my dad... Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. The last known surviving member of a race of amphibious humanoids which flourished during the Devonian Age, the Gilman dwelled all this time in a lagoon located in a largely unexplored area of the Amazon rainforest. Huh. <laughs> It's, that's interesting. That's Where is the Black It had powerful example? abilities like superhuman strength. Mermen have been a thorn in the side of heroes whenever water is involved in their adventures. <laughs> Are you just reading this from superhero wiki now? No, or this is wiki. Okay, alright. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They can shoot fireballs out of their mouths. Quite ironic because they spend a lot of time under the water. That is ironic. But they need a way to heat themselves. So they got the fire, right? Maybe? I don't know. I think most monsters in this show can just shoot it's fireballs. True. Although this creature does not shoot fire fireballs, but in fact gets set on fire, which is quite <laughs> ironic. Uh, it could shoot any fire, except the fire it was on. <laughs> <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. They're in Simon's Quest. They're in Belmont's Revenge. They're in Bloodlines. Harmony of Dissonance. Order of Ecclesia. Judgment. Let's see if I can get a Pokedex entry for one of these babies. The merman sleeps underneath the waves. You'd be careful not to sleep underwater if you were being careful about staying alive. (laughs) For for more reasons than drowning. Great. Ah, okay, so this is a description of the Triton, a variant merman, mm-hmm. ruler of the Water Kingdom. Is that it? Yep. Wow. Oh. What a guy. And we've had to do even more guesswork for our other creature, but I, I contended it's either a demon, a lesser demon, a Pazuzu, or a <laughs> Renon. No, not a Renon, I just wanted to highlight the Renon, which is a demon that I saw on the Castlevania Wiki in my browsing, which as you can see, oh my God. is just a guy. Are you sure it's not just like some playable character? A Japanese name Akuma Renon or Demon Renon. Okay, he turns into a big, okay, stupid flying goat that armor makes man. Way but more. He sense. is just a guy <laughs> like with glasses, um, like a schlubby looking guy. He he has on like the back of his head like a fin hawk. Nick, you may be not- interested to note that his abilities include shoots fireballs. Ooh, I am su- interested. Summons a demonic fish. <laughs> who go on and true form oh so he is a fish man so he was in Castlevania 64 and Legacy of Darkness oh a demon salesman who provides items now that's making a bit more sense okay an enterprising demon with a gentlemanly bearing, but he's not in this episode. Let's talk about Pazuzu. So this guy looks kind of like Red what Demon. We saw. This one's got wings. Yeah, he's a boss in Harmony of Dissonance. Pazuzu is an ancient Mesopotamian king of the demons of the wind, brother of Humbaba, and son of the god Hambi, the demon of the southwest wind, the bearer of storms and drought, known for bringing famine during dry seasons and locusts during rainy seasons. Ooh, what a guy! Although Pazuzu himself is considered to be an evil spirit, he drives and frightens away other evil spirits as well, oh. therefore protecting humans against plagues and misfortunes. So he's the lesser evil? Um, <laughs> sure. I'll vote for him. Hmm. Pazuzu. Anyway, that's one possible thing that he could be. And another possibility is the lesser demon, also known as Leviathan. Why is the lesser <laughs> demon Leviathan? Because it's a lesser. Still, still big. <laughs> It's just a demon. Short magic wielding demon. Summons demonic allies. Nice. It's got wings. It's got skin. It's almost like a centaur, but without the second set of legs. And, and like, with wings and a demon. And without fur. Yeah. So, you mean minotaur, not centaur. No, I mean centaur. Because he's got the oh, top half. Oh, without the second of, set of legs. Yeah, without okay. the second set of legs. So like a minotaur, but a man on the top half. A man centaur. So, so like a satyr, but actually, yeah, like a satyr. <laughs> Leviathan have- is the last of the trio of monsters resurrected by the Death Fire King. <laughs> the Death Fire King. <laughs> you know. Tap that link. <laughs> <laughs> a menacing looking demon featuring staple satanic features such as goat's head and hind legs and bat-like wings. Ah. He ominously emerges from his casket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a casket so much as a coffin. Death Fire King is just... A fireball with a face. Well, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's scroll down a little bit on this wiki, all right? We don't know if he's just a big ball of fire or if he's something so No, much he just mo- is. Oh, he, he really is. The less said about him, the better. <laughs> Was there any other possibles that he could have been? That that monster? No. None that I care to go into. Cool. Excellent. So there's there's two guys, these four guys. Yep, four and they're like, monsters. We're going to eat these hapless travellers. <laughs> Well, 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 look who stumbled right into our trap, they don't say, because they don't speak at all. And then Cypher's like, I can fly now. She uses her magic fire to iron man her way up. Into the sky. And And then rain down fire beams on them. Yep, hits the demon and the fish man with fire. The horses are understandably perturbed. Well, she can fly. Trevor unveils his own unique traversal ability, which is climbing on top of the wagon. <laughs> he pulls out his whip, slams it into the head of the uh, the minotaur, the which the minotaur dies. Guy. He's dead. He's just gone. His brain's come out a bit. Yep. It's like, ooh. Trevor is like, okay, quick work on that one. Gonna take a second to calm the horses, which I really appreciate because you rarely see mm. that in, in action shows. Mm. As a cypher has burnt to death one of them and then Trevor <laughs> spends a while disarmed fighting the werewolf. Uh, yeah, the werewolf just like yanks away the chain and then Trevor's all like, uh, starts trying to punch him, gets beaten down a bit and then gets grabbed and then he's all like, what if I say I'm sorry? And then gets thrown yes. into the forest. Meanwhile, Cypher uh just just this brutal combo. First, she turns, she 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 unveils her other new traversal ability, which is freezing the water into the air into platforms of ice and stepping on them. Yep. Uh, and then the creature which is running away on fire. She She literally like rains down a bit of fire to get him on fire and then jumps down with an icy pole. And jams it through its Head, and I guess a better one would be a spear of ice. And it just sits there burning and choking on ice and blood. <laughs> it's just like, damn, Cypher. Damn. And then Trevor starts punching the werewolf in the throat a lot and kills it. <laughs> like, literally, like, pushes down on his chin? Like, breaks his, his jaw. Breaks and, his neck with his jaw. And then, like, it opens up. Oh, he also, up. like hits its weak point in, in its knee a lot to break its leg mm, so it can't run away you know you've gotta respect Trevor for killing a werewolf with his bare hands like he might not be able to just rain hot and cold death on a people like Cypher mm. but he did just kill a werewolf with his bare hands he literally is a monster hunter at heart and in spirit yeah. and just a monster hunter <laughs> and then he's tying up the werewolf to the back of the wagon and Cypher's like what are you doing and he's like insurance because of all the brigands and the night creatures and the description of of the best man we've ever heard of. Um, let me just pull it up. A man who I think went around on a boat with, sa- like a, it was a, a wagon with sails that being drawn himself, by horses on that Called himself the Pirate King of the Road or something. The Pirate of the Roads. That one guy with the horse-drawn sailboat on wheels that called himself the Pirate of the Roads. Now, Nick pointed out that that's likely a reference to uh, Castlevania Dracula's Curse character Grant dynasty a pirate in Wallachia. Mm. But who, I really <laughs> just look at the idea of just this This, this guy. random guy. Yeah. Who gets mentioned multiple times. Yeah. He makes an impression. Mm-hmm. and And, you know, fair play to him. That's an imposing yeah. sight, I'm sure. Live your best life. I want to be him. <laughs> Can I just, I want to make a tweet now that's just live, your, you know, the clappy thing? Yep. It's just like, live your best life, tie wheels to your uh, sailboat, be the pirate king of your life. Do it. No, <laughs> 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 I refuse. And then Cipher's like, "Well, it sure has been a month since last episode." Wow, what a month! <laughs> Meanwhile, in Styria, Carmilla's army has marched home, missing a lot of horses. Missing a lot of horses, and there are these two vampire women there to meet them. One's big, burly, and like rugged up, and the other like, big scarf. It's short and ginger. And uh, she's got little, 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 uh, little. She's got blushed cheeks. Blushed cheeks. That's yeah. the one. And their names are Lenore. Uh, is the blo- is the ginger one? And what was the name of the other one? Uh, Styria. No, that's St- the name of the place they are. Stigia. It St- started mm. with an S. I swear. Striga. Striga. Yeah, that's that's a name that means something. That's it's, like a it's like a, a vampire um, word. No, no, no. It's when uh, the princess mutates. In The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's drawing from other folklore, it's, you know? It's basically like a A Striga is around. a vampiric witch in Albanian <clears throat> mythology and folklore that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep and then turns into a flying insect. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that and going, what? Only the Striga herself could cure those who she had drained. The Striga is often uh, pictured as a woman with a hateful, hateful stare and a horribly disfigured face. Mm. And that's her name. That's her chosen vampire name. Or just her regular human name, and, and then it was ironically apt after she was turned into a vampire. <laughs> Why would you name your child Striga? Oh, uh, actually, you know what? I might name my child and Striga. And Nonna is, of course, the uh, Italian witch... From the uh, creation of a recently deceased author, I believe. Uh, rest oh. in peace. Uh, possibly died to the coronavirus, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Who would use her magic pot to cook very good spaghetti. Ah, who's the author? I can't remember. Uh, what's the book? I don't know. Striga Toner, hashtag magic Italian spaghetti rich. <laughs> Okay. It's like a sure. children's story. Oh, okay. I yeah. was just thinking this was a real like full-on book, like fantasy <laughs> <Yeah>. novel. <laughs> it is thick. And I'd be like, "Wow, that sounds like a the epic novel. of Striga Nona." <laughs> Amazing. Is it interesting or is it really on the nose that Strega has like a raven motif on her shoulder pad and she's standing next to Lenore, who I'm assuming is named after the deceased character from Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Mmm, I get it. I get it. it's it's symbolic. It's it's a thing. They they had animation drawing budget. Yes. Character design and and, and vampires on the nose about things. <laughs> So basically, these are like the Mingela and Blobelda to uh, Carmilla's Gruntilda. Carmilla's Gruntilda. Yeah. Who or Gruntilda, the evil witch from Banjo Kazooie. In Banjo Kazooie, introduces her two sisters, uh, Mingela and Blobelda. Mingela is thin and petite, and Blobelda is huge and fat and has a cat. That's right. God, I hate witches. (laughs) God, I love Banjo Kazooie. Um, yeah so they they basically are like Why hello Carmilla Where are the horses <laughs> For the first of many times this episode They're like Carmilla we gave you horses <laughs> where, where are the horses Carmilla just in such a bad mood Carmilla literally is like We've been marching for 30 fucking days And all the vampires And all the night creatures And all the humans Are just fighting each other right now And I am in a real bad mood We lost the horses on the first fucking night the first fucking night can you understand that and they're like yeah but we gave you horses yeah. where are they what do you want from us Carmela? we gave you horses yes but they're not immortal horses of death it's like yeah but we gave them to you so where are they really hammering it home yeah vampires no wonder but is such an then asshole And they're like but it is very good that you're safe yeah but it's just like they really hammer it home for so long it's like yeah I can see why Camilla would just be an angry asshole now when surrounded by these friends. <laughs> <laughs> then Hector is there, and they've taken off his shoes in the uh, oh, there's in the snow. A, there's a lot of there's oh, a recurring please. like oh, they're, they're treating Hector so poorly. God, give him shoes. Yeah, sake. give him sake. shoes in the snow. And then he's in his cell later, and he's got no clothes on. It's like at least oh, give, him clothes. Come on, give him clothes. And they feed him weevil infested bread, and it's like at least feed him. And then they throw icy water on him, and it's like at least heat the water. <laughs> Every time it happened, we were like, oh, come on, Hector. Poor, poor
1: Hector.
0: Anyway, yes, so Hector's there and they're like, we've got this devil forge master now. Who shall advance our plans? Our new plans after the last plan really went to shit. I come here, I cannot emphasize enough just how poorly the last plan went. There was some kind of fucking engine in the castle that moved and it fucked everything up. Everyone died (laughs) and now we don't have a castle. So I don't fucking know. I'm tired. Does Hector say anything in this episode or is he just so beat down? He says, ow. Okay. Uh, When they yank on his throat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I distinctly remember this because it was the one time he talked i think but also because ow anyway let's go see our other member of our evil sisterhood morana Ooh. Ugh. i like the design of the big carmilla striga castle It's all icy and witchy and yeah kinda... it reminds me of from dark souls 3 Irithil of the boreal valley mm. it's good stuff so are we to assume that if carmilla was a slave Or was inducted into vampirehood by this old uh, madman who she murdered with a barbed rope. That this was his castle? And that these other women were also in a similar situation to her until they overthrew him? I don't know about... uh, Maybe? Because didn't she also say that that guy liked female vampires or something? I mean... We can only assume he did because she exists. But also, she could have made them, so... That's true. That's also a possibility. Mm. Though I got the impression from Morana's introduction that she was of status amongst Mm. the group. Indeed. That perhaps she was older, more elite. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they mistreat Hector for a bit. They they give him, like, weevily bread and then he just breaks down and he's like, fuck, I have fucked up. And in their big, like, Vampire Hunter D space-age vampire (laughs) room with (laughs) a lot of, like, Art Nouveau decorations, they pour Camilla a nice glass of 30 bottle 30 dollar bottle of blood to uh, <laughs> you can't just drink a 30 dollar bottle of blood you've gotta decant it for a while uh, auntie donna 30 dollar bottle of wine sketch check it out it's gross oh, so good hi I'm Marana I'm the other one and we're all here together now let's resume our our plotting and she's like we gave you horses Carmilla and Carmilla's like fuck off alright there was shit that happened and everything went to shit yeah I didn't see you guys going and helping out at Dracula's war council and they were like well we couldn't have helped you went well have a drink oh yes virgin's blood so on the nose for me camilla and she's like oh i do need to have a bath for a day Mm. and we're all like ah yes camilla famously bathed in virgin's blood for youth Mm. um and then she's all like bless your little undead hearts i love you guys and they all like, yay, <laughs> Happy back happy ending for these characters who will never see again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they're talking at least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was thinking about that uh, just all throughout the first episode. Like, oh my God, they can talk. They can talk. They can talk. They can talk. They, they, can, they I can sing. sing. Oh, oh, help me, Dr. Isaac. <laughs> Dr. Isaac, Dr. And Isaac. That, this, 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 his undead thralls being his chorus. <laughs> Except they're all just like... (laughs) That's the new theme song right there. And I want to say that Trevor is the Troy McClure the human. The Troy McClure the human.
1: In the Planet of the Apes musical, they're making
0: a joke out of. Does anyone else show up? Cypher? Is she an ape? Well, Nick, of course. (laughs) This is like a 30-second sketch from The Simpsons, which we are imagining is a full musical, so... There's just no way to know what else happens in it. <laughs> I refuse to believe it's not. Oh, and then too. Dracula's castle on the beach because it was Earth all along. Oh, of course. We got that Was it was Gresham all along? A well-dressed man is in an unknown town as the sun is setting. Crickets are chirping, and he is examining the fruit. So, okay, just correct me if I'm wrong. It's quite rude to poke apples with your walking stick. Yeah, that's gonna spread COVID. <laughs> like your cane is all dusty, and you're like, yeah. All right. And the saleswoman is like, Mr. Saint-Germain. And he's like, it's just Saint-Germain, please. Saint-Germain. Now you said you suspect this man is voiced by Bill Nye? Correct. The same man from Love Actually, Uh, About Time, I think is the name of the film. And... Well, Nick, it's funny you say About Time because I looked up the character of Saint-Germain on the Castlevania wiki, which informs me that his role in Castlevania uh, Curse of Darkness, which uh-huh. I believe is the one that stars Hector as Protagonist, Uh is time traveller why does he have the hourglass on his thing because he's a time traveller he's affiliated with the time watchers his weapons are sabre pistol and stopwatch and his abilities include ability to control stop accelerate and travel through time (sighs) is that going to show up at any point in the show we can only speculate I mean, it would be great if it did. A mysterious individual whose true motives are unknown. He wishes for Hector to stop his pursuit of Isaac, but for what purpose? Now I've got to ask, Nick, if you were a time Uh traveller, and unless you were on some sort of mission or attending to some purpose, Mm -hmm. why would you hang out in 1476 Wallachia? Well, I can think of a number of reasons. Number one, to have a good old fucking time. <laughs> right? If you're real smart and time-travelly, you can <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you can go back to whatever time you want and then be all like, why, I'm suave. I'm neat. Let me just uh, play these people like a fucking fiddle. And then you can just Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can just get rich and be like, well, no one knows who I am, but boy, do I have coin. And just keep on moving around, you know? Get all the money, invest it all in one massive hit, go back in time, go forward in time, see how your investments come along, and then be like, "Ah, that was wrong. He makes a brief cameo appearance in the first two patchy slot Castlevania games, where he is encountered randomly and gives Trevor advice. Nice. Likely a reference to the hero of Chelsea Quinn-Yabo's well-known book series, The Saint-Germain Chronicles. In turn... The Saint-Germain character is based off a true historical figure, Comte de Raccozzi de Saint-Germain. Saint-Germain lived most of his life in London and was an active occultist, philosopher and composer. Much of his origins are shrouded in mystery. He claimed to be centuries old and a son of Transylvanian prince Francis II Racozzi. I see. He's a real person, you say? Loosely based on a real person. Okay. But the real person claimed, claimed to, to be, be centuries, centuries old. old. they this sounds like someone... There's a guy at work, right, that this reminds me of, who claims that he is the next incarnation of Nostradamus. That's trouble. That is big trouble, isn't it? That's big trouble in Little Perth. Yeah, but it's hilarious because none of us want to talk to him, right? Oh, why? This this is... Exactly, right? <laughs> um, but every time he's like, signed, Nostradamus. The end is coming because Nostradamus claimed the end of the world was coming pretty soon and that he could predict the future. And we're like, okie dokie. Anyway, we're going to go now. <laughs> but this guy sounds like Nostradamus. In the ending to Curse of Darkness, when addressing the player, he ad- implies he knows about the Demon Castle War of 1999 and Dracula's final death during that time. Ooh. Do you know about the Demon Castle War of 1999, Nick? Where were you in the Demon Castle War of 1999? Oh, um, Count Saint-Germain, the fictional character, is apparently a vampire. Well, spoilers. Not the Castlevania character, the literature character, by Chelsea Yarbro. Oh! A vampire born approximately 4,000 years ago in the region that is now Transylvania, the son of his tribal leader, hence a prince by blood, and also dedicated to the tribal god, the oldest vampire who transformed him. Yeah, interesting. Blah, blah, blah. He spent much of his early existence in Egypt, initially as a temple slave, but eventually began travelling the world shortly before the start of the Christian era. Trying to drink... Blood? Not a typical vampire He requires blood to live but only a small amount Which many of his victims In uh-huh, quotations yeah. And then also in parentheses Usually female Offer voluntarily Ooh, oh, 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 oh. His other victims are usually visited in their sleep And he can take their blood without awakening them Leaving them with an erotic dream I wish I was as cool as this guy <laughs> <laughs> This guy sucks <laughs> This is everything that Vampire the Requiem should be but isn't what's vampire the requiem the rpg oh right yeah where it's like they're all like you are the vampire you need blood you constantly feel the hunger you just want to be the guy that's like i go around giving people wet dreams <laughs> what could be better than that <laughs> well he is discomforted by direct sunlight and running water but only damaged by them when seriously weakened keeping a layer of his native earth inside his shoes allowing him to navigate these hazards with minimal discomfort that's clever are you telling me... He hacked that, it. Hang on. Are you telling me that this guy is walking around all day... In, with dirt in his with shoes? dirt in his shoes mm-hmm. up against his feet. Yep. I mean, that's simultaneously genius, but the dumbest shit on the face of the earth. Uh, any highlights? I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by uh, whether or not any of this liter- literary figure's... Uh, Backstory comes in. We'll figure into Castlevania at all. Maybe he's God or, or whether they right or out. whether he's just an enigmatic time traveler in the Castlevania anime. <laughs> and that raises a further question for me, Nick, as to if we do get a. Uh, another season which is uh, descendant of Trevor and Cypher, mm-hmm. let's say Richter, for instance. Uh-huh, say. If uh, our time traveller will figure into that series at all. Because then they they, they could be subtly building a, um extended cast of characters mm-hmm. here yeah. uh, amongst Alucard, uh, Saint-Germain, possibly one of the stereo vampires mm-hmm, who could mm-hmm. be recurring characters in a long-term view of the series. I'm not going to lie, Lenore's probably going to stick around because yeah. she's got strong waifu potential. She has the... Um, the eyes of an anime character she, she's gonna go one of two ways I reckon uh-huh. she is either going to like gradually soften and then turn on her sisters and help Hector Yeah. or she is gonna be the most fucked up of them all oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Anyway, I'd never heard of this this literary character before. I'm quite intrigued. Yeah, this sounds fascinating. Written by a man who claimed to be centuries old and was an occultist. No, no. No, you misunderstood the the admittedly little complex uh, chain there. The character is based on a man who claimed to be centuries old and was an occultist. Oh, Oh, I see. Gotcha. It was written by an American writer, uh, a woman who is known for her historical horror novels about oh. the vampire Count Saint-Germain in the 80s and 90s, I believe. That's it? That's that's all she's known for? Yep. What's her name? Uh, I, I already told you the name twice, Nick. Yeah, but what was it? I just closed the tab. God damn it. Credit where it's due. I gave it twice. No, give it again. So there's this guy. He looks like a real asshole. He... He's got such swagger. He's like got a gold necklace on with a... Uh, it's like an Aztec... Necklace with like the gold plates. Yep, uh, he's got a beret, and it's got a um, a timepiece in the center of it. What's like, the word? Like an hourglass, I, um, yeah, that's the word. Like an, a little hourglass in like another little plate. Mm-hmm. He's a, wearing bright beret, red, bright red. Uh, the beret is like very saggy. The, he's ca- got, the handle of his cane is made of gold. Uh, he's got a coat oh the coat is the one that has the thing on it is it what are you what are you saying this this coat here yeah. or a cape or something i think that's got the gold plates on oh it. i thought he was just wearing it over it uh, unclear unclear we'll we have to investigate further <laughs> oh no and he just looks like a pimp let's put it that way yeah. he looks like a, he's got a big pimp. pimp energy and the woman Strong. selling the apples is like that's two coins each for the apples mr saint germain and he's like oh just saint germain please Ah. yesterday it was one coin for the for the fucking apples yeah well today it's two supply and demand you should become a banker well I better get practice now then money please <laughs> and uh, he pulls out a single coin and he goes here you go a single coin I said two coins ah but you see this coin it's a grosh. twice as large as a denaris and twice as thick that's twice as much coin yeah but it's only one coin we cool. also don't accept grosch here groche isn't coin it is a coin well, we don't truck with that Eastern money round here. Proper coin. And then he does a magic trick. He takes the coin or in his palm. is palm. Nick, is it a magic trick? Is it mere sleight of hand? Or is it time travel? <laughs> Could you imagine? Where he's, was... What he does, what's he, what he's doing here, follow me, follow me. Uh-huh, okay. He's sending that coin into the future to accrue interest. And then he lifts his hand and there's three coins. <laughs> Liam, sometimes I wonder, do you understand how money works? Yeah, money builds interest as time passes. That's why Philip J. Fry is rich in Back to the Future. Not Back to the Future, Futurama. Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he does the, the bread and loaves trick with the coin, and then he buys his apples, and he's like, ooh, new people rolling into town. Perhaps a bolder breed of brigand. Boulder. Boulder. Or... And then we all get we all mark out at another reference to our favourite character mm-hmm. or that imbecile who put wheels on his boat again. Matt I fucking love that he gets multiple mentions. Yeah, I hope he gets mentioned every episode. And then I hope he kills Dracula when he comes back. It's me, Degrassi. Degrassi. Degr- what's his name? Grantoniste. Degr- <laughs> no, uh because when they when they do set the stage for um for for the the, uh-huh. the Richter Belmont series, yes. can you see where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. When they set the stage for the Richter Belmont series, mm-hmm. they will introduce the descendant of the king of of the, the pirate king of the roads, and he will sail aboard down the street, and he will shout, "It's me, DeGrassi, the next generation." <laughs> God damn it! Oh. I was hoping you go even further and say there's just a high school ep where Alucard's like I'm a teenager. Well, that's what the plot of those Game Boy Advance and DS Castlevania games is. After the Great Vampire War of 1999, where Dracula has been killed forever, uh-huh. he is reincarnated as Japanese high schooler Soma ah, Cruz. Ah, I see. We've talked about this before, I'm pretty sure. Have we? And his is um, this not a joke? And is his this real his friend slash girlfriend Yoko Belnades is there. Ooh. So there's a reincarnation of all these beloved characters. Well, she's, as... she's a descendant of the Belnades clan, and uh, there's a Belmont who the one who finally killed Dracula. And there we talked about uh, it was was it like it wasn't Akaben Karudo. That's the character from Get Backers. Um, mm-hmm. But we talked about uh, Alucard's very obvious uh, pseudonym in that time period a couple of weeks back. Yep, I think. Maybe It okay. was like Alucard Jackson Or something dumb like that I can't remember yeah. these things I can't be expected to remember Every dumb thing Alucard does <laughs> So Trevor and Cypher roll on into town And hey we, we heard you were having beast trouble The last time was having beast trouble We killed this beast Do you want us to kill another beast for you? And this man The judge comes up And the he's judge. like Welcome to Lindenfeld Cypher says that This is a minster town And the Spire was from the Priory Did she say minster or minister? Minster What is minster? I don't know And frankly we've been going too long for me to care. <laughs> I am the leader of this town, the judge. People just call me judge. That's the an old term for the landlord of a town. Uh. No, guillotine. I am simply the judge. That's not ominous at all. And then all these like really creepy monk men come up and are like, ah, a night beast. We see you have killed the night beast. Do you oppose Dracula? We are friends of Dracula. Do you ever notice how I don't really blink much? Um. So Cypher's all like are you oh, guys his name's Priya sala Priya sala yep we worship dracula for he was going to send humanity to hell with his wife mm. and we are in favor of that for some reason uh oh and it, they are glad they killed the werewolf because the horde betrayed dracula at braila yeah and so such a such a fate is no less than it deserves mm. it's it's very not a great world view because it's it obviously is one of those things where like no matter what you were gonna say they would just twist it into, oh, no, 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 but Dracula was yeah. right. We would like to know who killed Dracula so we can punish those responsible. You know, they say there was a speaker woman that killed Dracula in the night of his death. That's not what they said. They say there was a speaker woman at his castle. At the night he di- At greget The night he died. No. Nope. At, at greget Yep. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he said. You got there. And then uh, Cypher's all like, what the fuck are you doing? The speakers would have given aid and comfort to those uh, harmed by Dracula's hordes. Does that offend you? Does that Ooh. offend you when we give comfort to the people Ooh. who have been harmed by Dracula? Do I offend you, baby? Are you a, a stupid snowflake who wants to <laughs> eject genocide humanity? Oh, are you some kind of... <laughs> Does it offend you that we kill Dracula? Huh? Oh, Oh, does someone wanna does someone wanna go run home to their little vampire mummy and daddy? Oh boo hoo, boo hoo, I love Dracula. Oh look at me, I wanna cry blood, but I can't because I'm not a fucking vampire. What are we doing with <laughs> I our don't lives? Know. I don't know. Like The judge breaks it up and is like, all right, prior guys, move along. And we learn that they are... Th- this is like sowing the seeds for that sort of like cult of Dracula bullshit that always springs up in his <clears throat> death because they are, they are giving uh, sanctuary to like-minded individuals in their monastery. Yes. So it, isn't it something like the church that existed here... They went mad. Because, well, so Judge tells it. Mm. When they learnt of uh, the church The, the church as a broader organisation's uh, responsibility for the death of Lisa bringing the night hordes down upon yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And so then they were like, well, Dracula must be the answer then. Well, Dracula's actions are just, it is righteous vengeance, and so we shall... Die. Ge- <laughs> we shall become madmen who don't blink enough. <laughs> um, and then they're all like, yep, just... We don't want to give out both our names because... You know, well not as it, in like first and last to yeah. him because well, saying Trevor Belmont saving. would be a red flag it to really certain people. Be. Yeah, even though you're probably wearing the Belmont crest somewhere on your body, aka the entire back half of it. Well, be. he's wearing his big black cloak. They'll oh, never know. I guess so uh, then this guy comes and was like, "I'll give you two coins for the werewolf's teeth." Ex- excuse me, you'll you'll what? Three coins. Uh, what? And then they're talking and he's in the background like trying to pry its teeth out. And uh, Cypher's all like, this is wrong, Trevor. We can't do this. And Trevor's like, yeah, we can. We can because we need money. Yeah. And we need somewhere to sleep. And he's like, ooh, beer. So there's this beer stall. Let's just really skip through this because we're running quite long. Mm. Um, They do a quick skit where he drinks the beer and he's like, ah, oh, that's better than sex. And Cy- Cypher gets mad and he fr- she freezes the beer and stomps off. And then is all like... Better than sex. That felt... This one feels a bit... It feels like a bit of a... Sitcom? Like a oh, big, it feels a bit of a stretch to me, like... Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... He walks up and says, like, I don't... I didn't mean it that... I didn't mean it that... It's like, well, you can t- sit on your lonesome with fucking cold feet shoved right up here, And then we see a shot of smashing ice. And they throw ice water on Hector and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Boom! So. So. Highlights and lowlights. Highlights light and light. lowlights. My mm-hmm. highlight... Hmm. Interesting. I want to say my highlight is probably just, uh, I mean, I'm probably going to steal this one from you, but okay. I have two highlights. One, the pirate guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, come on. I think that's my highlight, yeah. Actual highlight is probably Alucard's bit. Crying in the castle. Well, not crying per se, but just like sitting there alone being like, hmm, am I going mad? Yes. I think I'm going mad. And then just doing impressions of Cypher and Trevor. That's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Low lights. My low light is probably just the lovey dovey nature that they're really trying to push <laughs> on us. Where it's just like, we get it, they're together. You don't need to fucking hammer it home, right? I get it. My low light is the long close up on the creepy monk's eyes. <laughs> you don't like someone that just doesn't blink? He doesn't blink enough, and his eyes are really glassy and weird. Mm, they're very, like, circular. Yeah, and they point in different directions. Yeah, he's very mad. So, Nick, what do you think will happen next in Castlevania? Oh, shit, we don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I've got two theories. So there's obviously going to be further conflict in Linfeld between Cypher and Trevor and the Priory. But what? I think for a while it's going to appear that Judge is on their side Mm -hmm. and then eventually he will, like, rip off his cloak to reveal, like, big, like, spider-like limbs or something and he'll be like, I was the Dracula cultist leader all along. Yeah, right, that makes sense. But, like, at the same time, it could just be that he's so fucking hardline that he just gets angry at Trevor and Cypher. True, also that. Um, uh, He takes no remorse in being like, you broke the rules. Now you serve the time. I think next episode, Saint-Germain will sail up to them and be like annoying and cryptic. And he will just do that in a few episodes for a while before providing some crucial aid at a necessary time. (laughs) He'll travel in time in the sense that he'll just be somewhere at the right time. He'll be like, oh, Bernades and Belmont. Oh, names that I recognise for good reason. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we're sleeping together. Did did you get that from... (laughs) I reckon Alucard's going to try and bring in some... uh, Like, either other vampires. Or just just, some people. Yeah, some other people. Maybe he'll find someone camping out in the ruins of the Hold and he'll like be annoyed by them at first, but then he'll realise he needs their company. Exactly, right? The only thing I've heard about this season, and I don't know if it's true or not, I'm baffled by the possibility that it could be true, is that someone in this show, this season, pegs Alucard. Now. Which is a sexual act. Yeah. In which a woman wears a strap on and has anal sex with a man. But here's my question. Is that like the literal thing that happens? It can't be, can it? Or is it a metaphor? Is it a joke? Is it a joke or is it... Because it sounds about right that Alucard would get fucked over by someone. <laughs> but to get fucked by someone? Hmm. Mm. It could be Carmilla shows up and is all like, oh, well, hello, Alucard. No, Carmilla's not going to show up at Alucard, certainly. Surely. Surely. She's she going to be busy to... in Styria doing some bullshit for her. Oh, no, 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 no. Because she'll just be like, building her night hordes. No, she'll be like, look. She's that, got to build her night hordes. Yeah, but once she gets the night hordes, she'll be like, that castle's fucking mine. I'm taking that fucking castle. Maybe next episode, St. Germain was like, yes, it's good to meet you both, but the rest of the plot takes place a year in the future. Come with me. And then the night hordes have been built and then the plot happens. <laughs> and then we go back into. time. It's like, so what do we do? Nothing. I'm St. Germain. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Isaac, is going, we're going to see some Isaac building, having built his yes, army, yes. building his fortress or something. I'm curious where he's gone and how big the army is after a month. Mm-hmm. Because a month is a lot of time to build some. Not a lot of time to build a lot. And uh, Lenore is going to sidle up to Hector and be like, oh, poor sweet Hector. And he's going to be like, I've been burnt by this before. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon Do not engage. Do not engage. I reckon maybe she could be the most sadistic of the bunch. But it's going to be hidden behind a veneer of kindness. exactly. Exactly. And he's going to be understandably hesitant after his experience with Carmilla, but also desperate and hungry. Hmm... I mean, give him food. He, so Hector has, assuming we, we've we got Saint-Germain, he's a Curse of Darkness character. We've got Hector and Isaac. They're all uh-huh. Curse of Darkness characters. Uh-huh. And we've got a Dracula cult, which is a Curse of Darkness thing, I'm pretty sure. Are you saying we're leading up to the Pumultimate Curse okay. of Darkness? Yeah, we got a <laughs> Some sort of Curse of Darkness plot has to happen, which means Hector is going to take on some sort of protagonisty role, right? Hmm, maybe. Hector had a beloved in Castlevania Curse of Darkness, i'm not saying her name was lenore but, but i could am fact checking it well if lenore and him become an item thing then th- does that mean that she could let him out or is castlevania going to go completely different and be like Kill or will, Lenore? will isaac come for him and be like there can only be one devil forge master <laughs> see you are my only threat actually that's a good point Hector's fiancée... Uh, Rosalie. Ugh. And his current love interest, Julia Laforez. My God, he has two love interests. <laughs> well, his wife died. Oh. Oh. And then he's just back on that fucking wagon. Oh, Hector! You dog. What a player. Little Cesar. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up. Cool. If you've enjoyed this and would like to support... I'm, I'm excited for season three, Nick. I mean, I'm very keen to see just what the fuck is going on. Uh, Yes, if you've enjoyed this episode... And you'd like to support us, you can go support us at patreon.com slash jojo's world, financially speaking. Or you can go check us out at twitter.com slash jojo's podcast. Boom. Not slash at. At Jojo's Podcast. To be continued. To be continued.